Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are studying the letters to the seven churches in the book of Revelation, and today we're going to look at that first letter, the letter to the Catholic Church in Ephesus. There is a distressing situation going on in the Ephesian church. This church, founded by St. Paul, pastored by St. Timothy, and members of the congregation were the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. John until he was arrested and taken away in imprisonment. And here you have really a glorious foundation and continuing guidance through St. Timothy, having St. John in the area, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and yet there's some real major things going wrong. And the two that are highlighted, first, there are false apostles, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 3. He says, I know your works, your toil, and now that you cannot bear evil men, but have tested those who call themselves apostles, but are not, and found them to be false. So there were false apostles. And then secondly, in verse 6, we read, there were the Nicolaitans. Who were these guys? We're not exactly sure. The early church fathers described them as an early form of Gnosticism. Sometimes, we don't know this for certain, sometimes they're linked with the deacon Nicholas, who was ordained in Acts chapter 6 and verse 5, and some think he went off the rails and formed this cult. Whatever the case, the church was under attack. And the rest of the letter, I've extracted six things that we need to learn from this church because there are bad things going on in the Catholic church today. There were Bad things going on in the Catholic Church in the first century. Again, can you imagine a church founded by Paul? Paul spent one of the longest stretches of his ministry with this church, and then St. Timothy comes in, then St. John and the Blessed Virgin Mary. I mean, what more could you get? And yet you have major problems, and we have major problems today. So the first thing that we need to learn from the church at Ephesus, and I'm sorry I can't be more theological about this, but this is the lesson we need to learn. Don't freak out. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1, the first thing we see is the identity of Jesus sending this letter. We keep focused on Jesus. We don't freak out. It says, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his hand. And basically, he's talking about the churches that are kept close to him, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. Jesus is close to his church. I'm looking at a painting that I have to uh, pass by every time in my office if I like to turn on the thermostat. And the painting is at the storm at sea with the disciples totally and completely freaking out. And Jesus is just sound asleep in the stern of the boat. And, you know, he asked, you know, what's the problem? Why are you fearful? It's not storms shouldn't cause us fear so long as we have the assurance 
that he is with us always, and he is. He's with his church. Okay, that's lesson number one. Don't freak out. Number two, we are to expect subversive attacks within the church. In other words, there will be bad guys, really bad guys within the church. Acts chapter 20 and verse 29. This is St. Paul's last word to this very church in Ephesus. He was about to leave for the last times, and he says this, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Verse 31, therefore be alert. We're to expect attack. If you expect trouble, you have your radar system on. And so often, you know, to think that, well, we're the Catholic Church, you know, we're safe from attack uh, from within. We get attacks from without. But no, it says here, from among your own selves, these wolves arise. So in other words, these are wolves in sheep's clothing, or even worse, wolves in shepherd's clothing. Expect it. It shouldn't be a surprise. St. Paul warned about it. St. John has written this letter talking about it, and Jesus is well aware of it because he's writing the letter to this church. Expect attacks, subversive attacks, not just attacks from the bad guys from without. There's bad guys within. And what are we to do then? Number three, we are to test. Jesus commends the church in Ephesus for testing the false apostles, the wolves in sheep's clothing. So how do we test? Here's three quick ways. Number one is scripture as understood by the church throughout the ages. Somebody's listening, driving to their next job and says, Steve, you know, I work full time, put in a lot of hours a week. How am I supposed to understand scripture? I'll read the Bible, but how am I to understand scripture as understood by the church throughout the ages? I'll tell you two simple ways. Both are great. First, the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible. You read the scripture, and then on the bottom of the same page are explanations of how the church, through the 20 centuries of her existence, has understood that passage. It's solid, and it's reliable, and it's orthodox. And along with, that's the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible, you can get individual books of the New Testament, several Old Testament right now, or you can get the whole New Testament put together. And then there's the Navarre Study Bible, same thing text of scripture and underneath what the church fathers, what the popes, and how the church has understood that passage throughout the ages. St. Paul, right after those wolves, says in the passage from Acts 20, now I commend you to God. In other words, the wolves are going to come. He says, I'll commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified the word of his grace. Second way, uh, I call the non-updated catechism of the Catholic Church. If the catechism is ever updated, and we're going through some, some shaky, stormy times right now within the church as well as without, 
And I just caution for updates. You just want updates that have been believed by Catholics everywhere, always, and by everyone. That's just kind of the ground rules. Uh, adultery is always wrong. Homosexual uh, acts are always wrong. And if anybody wants to monkey with those things, you just know they're a wolf in sheep's clothing. And we've been warned by Jesus from heaven to expect these things, to test these things, and to reject what is false. The third thing to do to test is read old books and older encyclicals. If you want an older papal encyclical, in other words, I'm not saying don't read the new stuff, but read the old stuff too to keep a balance. Uh, there's a book, a collection of Pope Leo XIII's encyclicals. This, this pope could see a long way into the future. You want to know the problems of the 20th and 21st century? Predicted and corrected? Pope Leo XIII, there's a book that puts us all together called Light in the Heavens. Just read one encyclical every month or two, and it'll keep you on an even keel. C.S. Lewis really had this. There's his book, which is a fictitious account of the devil telling one of his underlings how to trip up Christians. And this is what the devil said to his underling, quote, and since we cannot deceive the whole human race all the time, it is important thus to cut off every generation from all others. For where learning makes free commerce between the ages, there is always the great danger that the characteristic errors of one may be corrected by the characteristic truths of another. So you see, erasing the past deprives you of one of the main ways to test and then the door to deception is open. Okay? Scripture, uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church, any version has to be whatever is taught, believed everywhere, always and by everyone, and old books and older encyclicals. All right. Now, I have six things to cover, and I got to go fast. Um, number four is you need to hear prophecy. Jesus says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, if I would give a grade to the majority of Catholics, and this is a dangerous thing, but I wouldn't give them an A or a B. I'd give them a C, because very often those who are balanced and orthodox who try to give a corrective word are not really, uh, they don't get the conference invitations. They are rejected perhaps from some forms of Catholic media or publications, and we just kind of close our ears to them. On the other hand, there's some folks, Catholics, who I would give an A quadruple plus. In other words, they listen to too much prophecy. St. Paul said, don't despise prophesying, but test everything, test, coming back to test again, and hold fast what is good, okay? So you need to hear prophecy. The book of Revelation is a word of prophecy. Number five of our six things we need to learn from the church in Ephesus and it's that the church here on earth during this age among its members is not a perfectly sinless group of people. Pope Francis said, priests, sisters, bishops, cardinals, and even popes are sinners. And he warned about the misconception that the church is only filled with the pure. Because see, if you have that misconception, your radar to be alert for false teachers will be turned to the off position. 
The Catechism of the Catholic Church says, in paragraph 299, all members of the church, including her ministers, must acknowledge that they are sinners. The church is holy because of Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit, not because of its fallible members. Okay? Number six, the church in Ephesus was commended two times for hating the work of evil teachers, but they fell down in love. They had lost their first love. And now the church, by Jesus here in this text, is told to hate the work of evil men. But you don't go overboard with that, with nonstop, harsh negativity that's all your life, because there needs to be a balance here. Even though there's crazy things going on in the church in the first century, as we read in this chapter, or the 21st century, as we read in the headlines today, we need to be aware, we need to be alert, we need to reject false teaching, we need to test, but more important, we need to love God and, and share his love with others. We need to evangelize. We need to bring our friends and family members into the faith and keep that balance because the message of God to this church is we don't all want all of our energy sapped and drained from us fighting evil. We want to do good. So he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and this is episode 63 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.